Welcome to episode 79 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Logan, and I am joined today by the beautiful Carlos. <laughs> What's up, everyone? And the rugged Eric, or companion. Yeah, hello. Yeah, hello, indeed. <laughs> yeah, hello. Um, this, is, uh, this is a podcast. This is our recap of KomoriCon 2018. Um, we said where it was, right? Eventually. Um, Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. I mean, we said Portland a lot, so I'm sure people can infer from that <laughs> where KomoriCon takes place. Portland, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. Stumptown. <laughs> Portland, Kansas. All Portland, those ports. Uh, yeah, wait. Um, uh but yeah uh we had a a fun time at KomoriCon 2018 and we want to thank um the fine people running that convention for uh giving us the opportunity to attend as press this year and we look forward to uh doing so in the future as well if they will have us back so um i say without further ado please enjoy our thoughts and uh we will catch you later Huzzah! Huzzah indeed. I've been out of the loop for the past few weeks due to moving and everything. So how have you been, Carlos? Uh, good. It's been a really long week. Yeah? Yeah, it's just a lot of schoolwork. Oh, okay. Pretty beat. Yeah. When does, uh, is it semesters there? Mm. Quarters? Yeah. Okay. When does that end? Uh, Mid-December. Okay. Almost there. i'll probably be getting a job after i come back from japan so yeah it's it's not going to (laughs) it's just gonna get worse uh when are you going to japan um two weeks from now ish Hmm. a little little more than that yeah that's for uh love life yep love life concert because i am an addict (laughs) <laughs> I have so a problem. Could, so you couldn't even make it a minute before Love Life comes up. <laughs> According to my uh, file, we made it a minute 15. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, the listeners have been listening for a little while longer. Let's we'll, we'll drag the uh, we'll drag the intro out by, you know, minutes. A couple so, minutes, yeah. 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 But uh, speaking of the move and all that stuff, you guys are are uh, a lot closer than you used to be. Yeah, we used to be uh, probably several hundred miles away from each other, um, you know, give or take. Uh, and now I think we're several tens of feet away from each other. If that, <laughs> if that I'm sure yeah. if I open up this window and you open up yours, I'd be able to see you. Yeah, several tens. <laughs> several tens. I mean, it's not technically wrong. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Exact <laughs> forms of measurement here. I'm a scientist now. I'll have you know. <laughs> you. That's your job title, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, speaking of that, how's, how's uh, the new job treating you? <laughs> so far, so good. Um, I'm very different than anything else I've ever done. Uh, I probably can't say much more than that. Otherwise, I feel like I'll get in trouble because I have to sign <laughs> NDAs and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun so far. A lot of cool people work there, so that makes it nice. A lot of cool people and me. Um, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. But, <laughs> you know. And then there's Space Cat. Yeah. Who spends his entire day uh, giving contracts to miners. To save the world. <laughs> Gotta do something with my time. Yeah. yeah. There you go. At least you get paid but, for it. Yeah. No one needs Jealous. to know. <laughs> so that's what you're doing in that lab all day. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the red light on means don't come in without proper safety equipment. <laughs> without your uh, soul gem in your hand. <laughs> um, Maybe. But yeah, so... I moved down here, oof, man, almost two weeks ago. I guess two How weeks ago. How has it already been two weeks? Point. I know. It's nuts. Um, <sighs> two weeks as of this recording. And then uh, last weekend, uh, Eric and I and friend of the podcast, Phil, and uh, Eric's sister, we all went up to Portland for KomoriCon, um, which is the second time I've attended it. I don't know how many times you've been. Uh, it's my uh, fourth time going to KomoriCon. Your fourth time. Uh, first time for both of us going as press, yeah, uh, which was cool and interesting, which we'll get into. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of unknowns all around, but I figure we can just kind of uh go through our weekend at Comoricon and have Carlos kind of uh bounce questions at us as he uh, sees fit and laugh at us as we <laughs> make fools of ourselves. Um. But I guess it, it all really started last Wednesday when uh, one Jewish dude arrived in our apartment. Um, but we actually like, held dinner that oh, night right. for my uh, mom and sister. Yeah, came over. I kind of like it was like a little housewarming party, I guess. Yeah, uh, with Phil here, and then yeah, I made some like lemon broccoli chicken dish that was it was pretty good. Yeah, it came out really good. I was happy with it. Um, my f- mom and sister watched like the Dragon Dentist, but we missed like the first half. So yeah, I was, I was like, well, trying not to watch it. I know we're trying not to watch it. Then also, we'll, we'll watch it eventually. Yeah, um, just kind of hung out. I think uh, played a little bit of league with everyone, with Phil uh, kind of yelling at everyone through Eric's mic. I also opened up my Fate Apocrypha. My Schwartz cards. Oh, oh yeah. Holy crap, yeah. dude. Four boxes, three signatures. Which yeah. Which be possible. I, the, oh, I mean, I, I, I dig the Astolfo and, and, you know, the other one, Matt, but man, am I jealous about the mortar. That's awesome. Way <laughs> to go, was dude. Like, that was like the third, like the second pack I opened. It's like, yeah. Because what I did was I just had all four boxes and I opened all, all of them and I just kind of dumped all the packs out. So they're all mixed up, and we just—I just told Phil and Logan just grab some and open them, and we'll just make piles and just get through this like really quickly. So, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I did nothing for him. I got no signature cards. <laughs> <laughs> Those are super rare. Like at, 
the most I've ever gotten is two and oh wait no it wasn't even in one box that was um that was multiple sets right. and I got one from one set and one from another set but yeah I, the most I've ever gotten out of out of um a set is is like one card yeah because it's 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 supposed to be one every I think it's eight boxes there's a signature card right so to get three out of four it kind of <laughs> makes up it makes more. I got zero with the Gurren Logon one, so it like more than makes up for that. Hopefully, I'll actually I get one maybe for like the next few sets the rest of the year. So I'm looking forward to like, you know, it's the foreign Conclave ships in like ten days. Oh my it's, god! It's so exciting. Uh, two is the end of the month, end of November, okay. and then Rezero is the end of December. So, I'm excited for all those. After not having like any sets I wanted to buy for like a while, it's nice to <laughs> open some again. Yeah, yeah. I'm a collector. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> the bug bites us all. Yeah, uh, we I'm all sorry. understand that. No, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah, we opened those cards. Just hung out, had a good night, um, and then just kind of uh, I think did a little packing. Cause we were leaving the next morning. Right. Uh, like not super we, early. No, no. I think our, our train was at what? Like noon? Noonish, yeah. So, yeah, we got down to the train station a little early. Uh, got on the train, no problem. And got to our seats. And it was a fairly uneventful train ride, which is good. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was a, a very funny... Um, I think he was like the, the guy running the like refreshment cart. Yeah, or, uh, the food little food store they have there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's like having a, like a, a very one sided conversation with everyone on the train, and just like kind of going on and on. It was very funny. So Carlos, this was the uh, Coast Starlight that starts in L.A., and I, I want to say it goes all the way to Vancouver. Yeah. Um. So like he's been on this train for like thirty six hours <laughs> at this point. Yeah, he's everyone is there. Mind. He's been there for so long, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I enjoy. I wish. I wish I wrote down like some of his quotes. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good. Ones. Gosh, it was just gold. It was gold. <laughs> I, I always appreciate when someone's all, just allowed to do that. Yeah, I'm know. surprised no one took the mic away from him. Yeah. Um, it's been an old timer. <laughs> uh, I edited a podcast, which was good. Glad I found some time to do that. Um, so I, think I, I just played Pandora. I think I just played Bing Dream the whole time. Yeah, just trying to get the uh, Aya. <laughs> <laughs> which you did. <laughs> I did. A good card. It's a damn good card. I got. I got her almost all the way there in one sitting. So nice. Eh, it's not that long of a train ride. It's like what, like three hours? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little long, like three that. hours. Yeah, it's not too bad. Hours. I mean, it also uh, doesn't take that much to get the cards. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I think yeah, you got it like in one night, essentially. Yeah, the next morning, I think I got her. Um, we had some fun with uh, Phil's poetry, which was <laughs> illegible. <laughs> Everyone except him. Do you have it handy, Logan? I do not know. Do you? I do. But it was like <sighs> violets are violets are no, damn it! I forget how it goes. Yeah, violet. I got it. Um, 
Violets are blue, roses are rouge. rouge. Have yeah. you seen my biceps? They're effing huge. Yeah. <laughs> but it's totally, it's Very not legible. Yeah. We are an explicit podcast. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't swear. I know, awesome. I know. I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> uh, notably from Phil that when he wrote R twice, they look completely different. And he couldn't R, explain A-R. to us why why it looks that way. I don't yeah, know. One is missing an A, but he had no good reason for why that was. You should put uh, that picture in your... Uh... <laughs> yeah, if you send it to me... Or... <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me on Discord and I'll get it. Um... Fantastic handwriting. <laughs> yeah, Always a fun that. game. Uh, post it on our Discord, let other people make fun of Phil. Always a good time. Um, <laughs> and then we, uh, we got uh, to Union Station in Portland. Got our stuff, no problem. Uh, go over to the TriMet, which is the like local tram train system to get around the city. And for whatever reason, they were not going over the bridge to where we needed to go, where the convention center was. The, the convention center is literally right across the river. Yeah. It's like if we walked like, a little ways, we could have saw the convention center from where we were standing, but we couldn't get there. Yeah. And we would keep getting on the green line, which is the one we needed to take over the river. And every single time they would say, nope, everyone has to get off. We're going a different way. And there was no real explanation for it, which was very frustrating. Um, so I had to download the Uber app and we we got an Uber. Um, I want to say we've been in Portland for like an hour by then. Yeah, it was. we were getting a little... If, fed up with things if we didn't have our stuff if we walked we would have been there like half an hour ago kind of yeah. thing it's just I had a big uh, ass suitcase and yeah we walk. weren't gonna be walking all of our stuff but man that was um, frustrating yeah so yeah we got an uber with a uh a wonderful ukrainian man named andre um who <laughs> <laughs> had very good stories and stuff um as soon as we got in the Uber, there was a train blocking the path that we needed to get over the bridge. Um, so uh, he decided to uh, to take us on an alternate path to a smaller bridge a little farther away. So we got a nice little tour through downtown Portland, um, which I'm sure cost me more money, but that's okay. It was fun anyway. <laughs> um, you don't you don't you don't pay by the mile. It's not like a taxi. You don't pay by mile. You pay by okay. by the destination. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I remember when you told me the price, like, that was it? Sweet. Yeah, it I think worth it ended it. up being more than that. But it was like 15 bucks? No, maybe? it was more or than 12? that. 12? I think 20? it ended up being like 23. Okay. Which, you know, whatever. It's just money and we got there. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got to the convention center. Uh, we decided to stop there on the way to the hotel. Um, since it was kind of, you know, before we got to the hotel. It was safe as a trip. Badges. Yeah. Um, so we got our badges, no problem. Uh, but one thing that we read in our press email was that we needed to sign up for panels that we wanted to attend if we wanted to attend them as press so they could reserve a seat for us. And... um. We asked the the gal who was doing our badges where we needed to go for that. She didn't really know, so she sent us up to what was called the I think it was the press and something lounge. VIP. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it was a VIP lounge. It looked very oh. official. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that place was kind of in shambles because they were still building everything and prepping for the con. And shorthanded. Uh, and very shorthanded. <laughs> and so we go in there and there was a, a very nice lady who was very confused as to why we were there. Um, she assumed right away that we were there as help for her to help conduct interviews and do press conferences. Their side of, yeah, press things. Um, and so we were, I think, minutes away from being recruited as workers at this convention instead of uh, a news outlet, uh, which was... Very interesting. Very confusing. <laughs> I don't want to work 12 hours this weekend. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we expect you to work 12 hour days. I'm going to push for 10. Um, and I'm just sitting there like, um, does that mean we have to attend like 12 hours worth of panels or yeah, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like, it's like attend like so many panels to like keep our press like yeah, qualifications. Um, but no, she just didn't know really exactly what was going on because um, she wasn't the one really in charge of the whole press thing. She was just there kind of by herself while the she was uh, like a yeah, she was in charge of like the press people, but she wasn't like the head uh, press person. Yeah. Or publicity person or whatever. Yeah. Whoever was to <laughs> help with us. So eventually I was just like, OK, look, uh, we're not here to work the con. Um, I'm here to cover the convention as part of uh, my website and podcast. Here's the email. And she still didn't seem a hundred percent sure as to what was happening, but she said, okay, uh, just come back tomorrow when the main person's here and we can figure all this out. So <laughs> we were like, okie dokie and left. Yeah. Um, and then, might as well just cover it now. We got we went there the next morning, and it turns out all we had to do was email them with what panels we wanted to go to. Uh, so I yeah. know that for the future. <laughs> I mean, I guess every convention has their own way of doing things. So yeah, which I appreciate. Yeah, um, sounds a little more organized that way rather than to, you know, bust your ass to get into a uh, a press line at something like AX and have to wait there for hours anyway. Or soccer con where I'm not sure. When yeah, did you? When did you ever have to wait in line for hours as press? Um, you, like getting into like exhibitor hall. Oh, okay. The, did uh, you, the did gaming you, hall. Did you get to get into exhibitor hall early in at this con? We didn't no. get there early enough. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, after talking to the press people, we went back to the hotel, got some. Uh, burgers at this place called little big burger which is pretty good it's like a block um, away from the hotel it's yeah it's really close if that um and then went back to the hotel room and watched the conclay movie uh thanks to eric my official unofficial something my yeah. manually sub semi-manually subtitled version of the blu-ray um i really liked it like as an action movie it's super good i think yeah. I'm not totally sure what happened plot wise, <laughs> or like why things were the way they were, but you know it's it, it's gorgeous. It's probably is it the best looking thing uh, I think Dio Media has ever done, and uh, I was really impressed with like their lack of CG. 
like for the models, like because like in the anime, you know, and a lot of the uh, when they're out in combat, yeah, uh, you know, they switch to like CG models, which are fine. You know, it looks a little janky, but you know, you get used to it. I swear, in the movie, like they never did that. It was just gorgeous. It yeah, was so it well. Really it looks so good. Um, and it it did answer some questions, but I just have so many more questions about. <laughs> how that anime ended or that the last third of that anime was the second went. season yeah we do let's um, talk about it because i i actually really liked the way it ended i didn't hate it i was just very confused about a lot of things um but i do like some of the like the the ideas they present um about the kind of the the cycle of things uh, i thought that was very interesting mm-hmm um, but yeah, we can maybe talk about that later in a more spoilery sense. Um, but yeah, we watched that. Kind Tukitsukaze. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, who else gets a line? Amatsukaze gets Amatsukaze a line. Amatsukaze got like two yeah, or three. Ryujo. Yeah, she was cute. Um, yeah, just like the ones we didn't expect to ever see, I guess. Yeah. European ships when? Um <laughs> So, yeah, then we go to bed, and then we wake up uh, on Friday, probably, I think I want to say around 8. Uh, it was kind of yeah. a weird weird uh, convention, because the dealer hall didn't open till 11. Right. Um, because I guess, well, I guess the convention didn't start till 11, technically. I think opening ceremonies were at 10. 10, yeah, 10 or 10.30. Um. So yeah, we wake up, kind of get ready, uh, decide to hit up a Denny's that is uh, right next to the convention center. Turns out to be a huge mistake as we are there for probably two plus hours uh, waiting for our food. Um, yeah. Because they had no sense of urgency whatsoever. Um, <laughs> asked for syrup a couple times, didn't get it. Had to wave someone else down. Um but I guess we can't really complain too much uh, because it's a Denny's. <laughs> the food is fine. The food is okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, we finally did make it to the convention center. I think, you know, just after 11. Um, oh, so no, no. It was new. It was afternoon. Couldn't have been because uh, Sentai was at 1230. Oh, Jesus! Mm, I want to say, I know it's all a little mixed up. I want to say we did most of our exhibit all stuff after the Sentai panel, between the AMV contest and Sentai panel, because it was like a two-hour window. Maybe, maybe I'm you're pretty right. sure that's what it was. Because I remember it was like lunchtime by the time we got to the convention center. Hmm. It just wasn't okay. even breakfast anymore. Then maybe we can talk about the exhibitor hall after we talk about yeah. Sentai then. Yep. Um, so we went to the Sentai Filmworks industry panel, which was a lot of fun. Um, not a lot of huge announcements, uh, really. There was an announcement for an anime called, uh, what was it called? Hitorijime My Hero, which was getting a, a big release by them, uh, which was, a, I guess, a, a big deal for... A lot of people that uh, work at Sentai Filmworks because it's a big, um, like LBGTQ 
you know, a thing. So they were all very uh, excited and happy about that. So good for them. Um, I had never even really heard about that anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they just had a lot of like fun little games where they were giving out just a ton of Blu-rays. Uh, I think she had something like 25, 30 Blu-rays that she was giving out. Right. Um, so it was a lot of like, you know, <laughs> they did like a game where it was uh, kind of like the Pokemon thing where it's like a silhouette and you have to guess who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I can't remember what other like games the they word did. Associ- there was like the word category one was like they did like four words one at a time. Oh, and they like yes. described like to kind of describe an anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would guess based on those hints uh, what it was, what anime they're describing. But the Sentai anime, of course. Yes. Um, so I can't remember exactly what ones Phil got, but Phil got one uh, pretty early on, and he picked up uh, the Blu-ray for the second season of uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu. And then me and him pretty much tied on a question um, and uh, decided to pick up the Recon uh, Blu-ray, which I'm not sure if anyone but me remembers that anime, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, for those who don't remember, it's an anime about a girl who is like deals with uh, supernatural spirits and it's like a slice of life comedy. It was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, I think that's about it, really. I I mean, they showed a yeah. couple box sets that are already up for pre-order, like uh, Made in Abyss and Princess Principle. K-On, Princess Principle. So no big announcements there, which is not surprising, considering we're like in the midst of a season, and it's yeah, yeah, get close to the end of the year here. Yeah. Also, I noticed that the panel ended like twenty minutes early. Did it? Yeah. Well, that's not surprising either, really. Yeah. They got through what they wanted to and, you know. Yeah. I think that's why I had so questions. much extra time for the Exhibitor Hall. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I guess we went down to the Exhibitor Hall. Um, it's a smaller convention, plus the convention center was under construction, so like half of it was inaccessible. Um, that was still a large space, though. It never, yeah. felt, it never it didn't feel like super crowded either. It was no, pretty no. comfortable. But uh, yeah, so they had like the dealer hall plus artist alley all in one section or one uh, one big room. Yeah, one big room. Um, so we just kind of like picked a side and started weaving our way through, picking up stuff as we saw it. Um, trying to remember um, what all we got. I know we got a couple prize figures. Um, no, the only things that I got was uh. I bought the oh, what's her name? Nico. Well, no, no. no. Mm. Well, the first thing I did was I saw like like those little gotcha boxes with like rubber straps or whatever in them. Oh and yeah. And I saw yeah. Fade Go one, and there were only six in there, and one of them was Okita, so I bought two. And yeah. I opened the first one, and it was Cuckoo uh, Lane. It's like, oh, that's cool. I ended up giving that to my sister because she likes him. And then the second one I opened was Okita. So nice. I was thrilled. I got my gotcha. Okita always pulls through <laughs> for me. Uh, and then later on, I uh, well, I was found one of the figures. 
for main girl from Katana Maidens, uh, prize figure. I'm blanking on her name. Oh, you got me too, man. I can't remember her name. That was like what two <laughs> seasons ago. Yeah. Economy. I knew it started with a K. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah, I split with Logan because, like, buy two for like cheaper price, and Logan got a Kanon. A Kanon. A casual Kanon. Casual Kanon. Um, I also got a couple. Amelia. Uh, like, one kind of like large. Uh, keychain kind of a thing, and then a smaller Amelia where she looks a little angry. That's pretty cute. It's adorable. Um, so I was happy to find those. That place was really cheap. Um, all their stuff was like five bucks. Yeah, which was really cool. That's not what I'm used to seeing at an anime convention. Yeah, we had a huge variety in prices of like danglies and straps and keychains and things. You know, like from like the five ten dollars to like. $25 ones and it's like I don't see the difference you know danglies <laughs> yeah no I, I heard that that's kind of where my brain stuck danglies huh <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that is really it for what we got over there Phil got a couple figures I think he got a uh, he got an every figure from uh how to raise a boring girlfriend, Saikano. Um, and then the Toho yeah, character. Yeah, Romelia from Toho, I think. Yeah. Um Romelia Scarlet. Good for him. Romelia Scarlet, nice. She's cute. Um and then we hit up the artist alley area. Uh and I figure we can just I know it- we kind of bought stuff over the days, but uh, it might be like the strongest artist alley I've seen at a convention. It was pretty good. It was really strong. Uh, with KomoriCon, not... uh, we talked to one of the artists there, and there's basically three ways that conventions pick art people for artist alley. There's first come first serve. There is a lottery, and then there's what he called the jury, where that's what KomoriCon does. Is where there's like a panel of people who like when you. Uh, uh, when you submit, uh, submit to try and get a, a table at Artist Alley, like they look at the submissions and they try and do like a variety of artists and they cover a wide spectrum, people with different different kinds of styles, different kinds of items to try and, uh, you know, just just kind of give everyone a chance, I guess. Yeah. And man, it paid off. That was a this was such a great selection <laughs> of stuff there. Probably my most money spent the weekend was there. You think so? Uh, I guess it's close for the thing later, but I, I spent yeah. quite a bit. You did spend a, a lot, short amount yeah. of time in the artist I think alley. I only got one poster, and that was to kind of help round out uh, yeah. one of Eric's orders. Yeah, but I picked out a bunch. Yeah. Including um, six I, from one guy and yeah. five from another. <laughs> I got these. Uh, like this cool set of nine uh, EV postcards with uh, each evolution. Those are very neat. Try to, try to find a frame for. Uh, they're yeah, pretty neat looking cards. I also commissioned an artist you that did. we uh, passed by where she took a, what is it, Shikishi? Mm-hmm. The uh, signing boards. And she did like a, 
ink sketch ink sketch uh, art on them, like shading and everything. And I commissioned her for an Okita, and then I came back like the next day and commissioned a Kawakaze, because of course I did. Um, <laughs> and the Okita came out beautiful, and hopefully I'll be seeing Kawakaze sometime within the next week. <laughs> no we regrets. No regrets. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think all of our other loot came from uh, an event later on that we'll cover. Yeah. At this um, point, I think, okay, I'm done spending. Woo! <laughs> Good joke. Good joke. Good joke. Um, so we did that, and then we went to uh, the AMV contest. Yeah, I think all, all four of us were there. We uh, rejoined with my sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we met up with her like in the artist alley, actually. She ran yeah, into she us. Found us. Yeah. <laughs> Small conventions. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we took that all in. Yep. Um, I was not super high on this AMV contest. There were not a lot that really struck a chord with me. Um, unsurprisingly, none of the winners were any of the ones that I chose. <laughs> um, and I refused to vote in uh, a couple of categories because I just didn't like any from that category. Uh, but I know you had a lot more that you liked, Eric. Yeah, like... So, like, the first category is Upbeat Fun. And there's five AMVs in there. And I legitimately, I love them all. Mm-hmm. And then the Intensity category, there's six AMVs in there. And I like four or five of them. So, like, man, this is such a good contest so far. <laughs> and I then, will say that the Upbeat was the de- was definitely the best category. And that's where my best of show came from. And, you know, as they say, like, don't start your show with a showstopper. The first AMV they showed was my ended up picking best in show, so <laughs> it's all downhill from there. I don't know. Maybe like the next best category might have been the maybe the trailers one, like because there's some like good trailer AMVs. But what were the categories? I uh, so it's upbeat, fun, intensity, fan okay. fiction, which is like the mix, ma- uh, mixing and matching. I like yeah, the couple yeah. in there. Um, the one that won. Uh, well, it didn't win fan fiction. It won uh, uh, best technical effects. Was like a really cool like story being told, you know, with nothing to do with the anime that they're portraying, but it yeah. tells a clear story with like, really cool effects. It was really nice. That was the one with Mushishi and I think <sighs> Akatsuki no Yona, oh, the main okay. girl from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting was... mix-up. Yeah, it, it's all to show you later, Carlos. It's pretty crazy, really creative. Uh, those guilty pleasures, which I don't really understand what that one means. Trailers, drama, sentimental, which is a frustrating category for me because like I hadn't seen like any of the anime, and most of them were anime that I refused to watch at this point or have zero <laughs> interest in watching. And then the 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 lowest of the low comedy parody category. <laughs> uh, yeah comedy AMVs sometimes yeah. they're really good most of the time they're not <laughs> um, uh, the my my favorite out of the the bunch was a uh, an AMV for uh, called Ant- Antarctic Odyssey which was for a place further than the universe kind of set to um, the uh, oh I forget what that song is called um 
I don't know. It's the it's the one they use for the Super Mario Odyssey theme song. Um, but it's really good. Oh, that's um, what that was song was. I didn't recognize yeah, the song. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not exclusive to Super Mario Odyssey, but it's the one that they use for. Yeah. Um, okay. And then there was a uh, kind of like a KyoAni Showcase AMV that I really enjoyed as well. But I think both of those were in the upbeat uh, category. An article one was drama. I. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it being that way because I voted for it as best of show, and it was uh, in upbeat i'm looking at the list (laughs) i don't believe you um but yeah other than that there weren't many that i cared for uh but we can run through the winners real quick um the honorable mention was a uh, AMV called Not Quietly. It was the Attack on Titan one. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. It was yeah. in the uh, intensity because, again, it was, like, I was still really high in the contest at that point. Um, And then... They had a bunch of, like, extra categories. They did, Like, more yeah. than I was used to seeing. Best Character Profile, Magnum, Modus, Big Mood. I don't remember which one that was. Um... It's also in the drama category. Yeah, I don't even see it. It's on their playlist, so that's really weird. Um, best artistic was Pachyderm Panic. Yeah, Pachyderm Panic. Pachyderm. Was, I, I, it, it was in the wrong category, but I'm not sure what category it would be in. Yeah, I feel like it should have been in like Guilty Pleasure. Because it was in Intensity. No, it was in uh, Upbeat Fun. It was not Upbeat or Fun. It was, I, was, it's I almost okay voted AMV. it Best in <laughs> Show without having it win its own category. No. Um, Madoka AMV set to the Dumbo music. Um, just a true. It's like Elephant Waltz. Yeah. Gosh, it was it was perfect. That AMV is great. <laughs> It's weird, if nothing else. Um, best technical FX was Reprival. Which That's I'm one sure I mentioned it. earlier. Yeah, the uh, Mushishi, a... the fan okay. fiction one. Gotcha. Uh, best upbeat fun Technicolor Dreamer, which was a uh, um, Little Witch Academia. Yeah, I think my sister which... and Phil both voted for that best in show. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I like Little Witch Academia. Um, and I like that song as well. So, uh, best intensity, you will never leave me. Which I think was the was that one of the it was the uh, magnetic rose. The and the magnetic rose uh, memories, like the hmm. the kind of horror-y one with like the guys in like spacesuits. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I need to. I really. I've been wanting to watch that movie for a while. Yeah, that that was interesting as well. Uh, best fan fiction. This one got kind of a laugh out of me. Dongo Dongo Literature Club. Um, I haven't played Doki Doki Literature Club, but uh, I know a little bit about it. So seeing the uh, the girls from uh, Clonod kind of thrown in there was pretty funny. Um. Best Guilty Pleasures was the worst AMV I have ever seen in my life. I hate it so much with every fiber of my being. What a stupid, stupid thing. 
Which one was that? Uh, Lecker Walker Bliven. It was the stupid bed one. Oh, yeah. That was... God. Yeah, I don't... No. <laughs> no. Just no. No. Um, God. Uh, best trailer, Cowboy Bebop Fallout. Again, like the trailers are usually really good, so yeah, it's like, but they are what they are. It's, yeah, that one, that one was really good though. Best drama, sentimental was purely Bloom, uh, which was a, um, Darling in the Bronx AMV, which I didn't watch because I want to watch Darling in the Bronx at some point, and so I averted my eyes. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if you like that one at all. Uh, it was okay, but like for drama AMVs, I think they have like much impact. It helps to like see the show. Yeah, if you and, to know what was going on. Yeah, like, yeah. I said the only drama one in the drama category that I saw that I for anime that I've seen was uh, Place from the for the Universe. But yeah, you know it's like I don't know. It was weak. <laughs> uh, and then best comedy parody and best in show was Ugh. the AMV called Literary Love. I laughed uh, the first time we saw it. Yeah, it it was pretty funny. And I've seen The Daily Lives of High School Boys, and I enjoyed that anime. Um, so it got a chuckle out of me as well. I felt like it was pretty well put together because that, uh, that anime is a very kind of like vignette style uh, anime where... It's just like a bunch of like short little skits. So those two are kind of like a recurring bit throughout the uh, the anime. So the way they kind okay. of cut everything together was pretty good. Okay. Um, but of course, shocking no one ever, a comedy did win Best of Show. I groan every time that happens. Oh. <sighs> but it they always do Best Comedy Parody last. So it's like the one that's fresh in people's heads. So I just yeah. wonder if it's just like... People like, I laughed at this one, it was so funny, I'm just going to vote for it. I mean, uh, how, how dare people want to laugh? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> the nerve of them. Just... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't want to sound like an elitist. Too There's... late. It's too late. I, as I said, um... I did laugh at that one. It was the best com. it was definitely the best comedy <laughs> one we had. <laughs> so I don't know if the best in show is quite right yeah then there are just two more little categories judge's choice which was deep blue um which i assume was some that was the that was a uh, uh, evangelion one one of the two <laughs> evangelion one of the two evangelion ones yeah um and then where did my mouse go? There were Coordinator's no. Choice. Coordinator's Choice was the beat. Which is my beat. favorite. Love uh, that AMV. It was, awesome. Uh, a Cowboy Bebop AMV. No, it was it was like it was almost like a it was a bunch of anime. Was a bunch it? of anime that what I love. Hmm. No, it's like the like Bebop is probably like I don't know like a quarter of it, but there was a lot of other ones in there too. Okay, I only well, remember. Was it all like Bebop. '90s anime? Because that might help the reason Logan didn't recognize anything Maybe? else. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. '90s, early 2000s. A lot of bones. I'm 
a lot of bones anime. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the AMV contest. I'm disappointed every time. <laughs> You'll get over it. Mm, yeah, maybe someday. Um, oh, there was also the, which was probably one of my favorite AMVs actually was the, uh, uh, it's on the list. So I guess we can just mention it now, but the winner of the AMV battle Royale. Oh, this <laughs> was called Mr. Magic man. Um, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I think we can talk a little more about that later. Get... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, uh. A good chunk of our Friday there. It takes a while to watch like 30 some odd AMVs. Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, after that, we went upstairs to one of the uh, the bigger rooms for a studio trigger panel. Uh, which was supposed to be a, what, a live sketch? It was supposed to be like a live drawing with a trigger Q&A. Uh, live draw being... Um, oh, damn it. What was his name? He's he's a uh, artist who's done like some character designs, but I think he's probably more known for doing like some like covers for uh, several Marvel comics. He's on like a lot of. He's a Japanese guy. Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, but he was. But I'm assuming they never said. But I'm assuming that he got there late because they just kind of rolled into just making a studio trigger panel. Uh, his name is Super Log. He's an illustrator. <laughs> I'd be um, I'd be so happy if he if he made that name that pseudonym or whatever uh, based on the Ren and Stimpy uh, <laughs> advertisement for Log. Uh, you you never know with Studio Trigger, I think. Um, <laughs> but I'm guessing he he had to have shown up eventually because uh, I, I he did sign a couple things and. His panels were still. I think like uh, his autograph session still happened and everything. So I'm assuming he still got there. He just wasn't there in time for Friday night, which is fine. You know that happens with people flying. You know, it would be the first time that that's happened. Mm-hmm. But we were still treated to a really, really fun panel. Yeah, a really funny panel. Uh, um, they uh, kind of uh, showed us a bunch of videos that they've. Some stuff they've shown before, like AX and stuff like that, uh, they kind of lean pretty heavy on a, um, a upcoming project coming movie. out. What? An upcoming movie. An upcoming movie called uh, Promare. Um, after a lot of uh, talk about Gridman and kind of getting some insight into uh, that anime that's airing this season. But uh, yeah, we got a lot, <laughs> a lot of talk about Promare. Uh, there was a very, very funny video um, with uh, the director and I want to say like the... Uh, I, uh, Imaishi, the kind of guy behind uh, Gurren Logon and uh, um, Kill a Kill. Uh, nice. He's mostly known for because he's working on Promare. I'm excited yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. The, way, uh, the way they described it is that there's like two different sects in the uh, Trigger studio right now. There's like the youngins who are all working on uh, Gridman. Mm. And then there's, uh, as they said, the old fogies or like the all the old people are working on Promare. 
<laughs> well, um, which was pretty funny. That's actually kind of promised. I mean, we'll get into Gridman when we do our first impressions, but I mean, just really quickly, the backgrounds in Gridman look fucking outstanding. So if they're yeah. if they're the young talent, man, I yeah. hope Trigger keeps them because they're doing them some work. So <laughs> well, they yeah, did they... say mm-hmm. that Gridman, uh, you know, like you know, you've heard of Studio Ghibli, you've heard of Walt Disney. You you've know, Dragon of, uh, Ball, you've heard of Teenage, uh, Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Gridman is going to make you forget about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what you said in the video. It's the feature of animation. Uh, it's going to make just, me forget about uh, all of I love how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was <laughs> yeah. thrown in there. That's amazing. Yeah. Every, everyone so laughed good. when they got to that. It was, uh, <laughs> oh. It's... I, I'm not a... I'm not really a fan of any anime that Studio Trigger has put out so far. Um, but that's mostly just because they're not, like, necessarily the genres I'm interested in. But I must say, I love Studio Trigger, like, the people working there. Because that was yeah. just... Uh, because, like, the second major video that we got to watch was, like, a like a and a with uh, the director and uh, the other guy. Yeah. Uh where they they're like talking about premiere and how they have literally nothing to show like they've been working on the the anime for like three years and they just have one promotional image and that's it we settled and, on the title yeah they finally settled <laughs> on the title um and then there's like just a few minutes of them just bullshitting like yeah. just saying nonsensical stuff that <laughs> is not true in any way shape or form See, he went uh, on. He went on. He started off by like, okay, Promare, It stands for like Proto Nightmare, and then he like goes into like, this whole like plot synopsis. And then after a few minutes, he literally just says, "Yeah, that's all made up. That's not true." Yeah, I just made that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we still don't know what Promare is. It looks like it's a firefighter anime. Yeah, it's like like a firefighter with mechs anime. Yeah, and it looks so, it looks badass. I can't yeah, wait. It looks really cool. Starring Kamina, I mean, not Kamina. Oh, uh, what was his name? Um, oh no, we were joking about all weekend. Oh man, that's really disappointing. That I can't remember it. What are you? Who are you thinking about? The main, uh, character. The main character for Premiere. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know. They, they, they <laughs> yeah. like his name and the mech's name was like the only things that they had announced. Oh yeah, the mech's name is. Uh, um. Damn it. Whatever Ryoko's last name was. Yeah. Matoy, um, Matoy Tech. Yeah, it's Matoy Tech. And it's not not related at all. No, of course not. Of course not. If you can believe them, which could couldn't be. Not with uh, you know, it being the same studio that did kill a kill. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Um Yeah. Whatever. His name doesn't matter. He's got blue hair and spiky and he looks like Hamina. <laughs> um And he's kinda dumb and you know, headstrong and oh, yeah. he's like, an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah. So he's basically like Kamina yeah. he's and Ryoko. And nothing but fire pants. He's not wearing any fire protection above his waist. No shirt. Yeah, it's fine. Um Yeah, that was fun. We got a sticker for Premiere. Uh yep, that's gonna go on my so laptop. That was cool. Um and then there was a panel that you guys wanted to go to. Yeah, we kind of just caught like the last half of it because um, yeah, we're just kind of between panels. It was called uh, "Seriously, There's an Anime for That," and we got in. Uh, 
he was talking about was it Unkosan? I think yeah. Well, he was talking about something, and then right as we sat down, he started talking about Unkosan, which is like an anime about a poop that goes around helping people in the way that I guess a poop would. Ugh. I don't know, but he had a, a nightmare. He had a variety of shows there. I don't know, nothing like terribly noteworthy because I think we we missed like the first half anyway. We had to leave early because we wanted to go to this uh, uh, anime pub quiz because yeah, uh, my sister really wanted to go to this. And it was like teams of four. Okay, and we went in there <laughs> and. Uh, they had already given out like they weren't anticipating that many people to show up so they didn't have like enough slips for teams uh so i think logan you eventually just kind of crashed on the side <laughs> well, you guys were like okay we're gonna team up with these other three people yeah I'm like well that makes a group of seven so i guess i'll just sit out yeah just, just because like, we didn't really have much of a choice i guess I don't know. wasn't really much we could do there because we still want to participate. Yeah. yeah. And that was pretty fun. Uh, just kind of testing our knowledge. Uh, I guess a pub quiz, which I've never heard of before, but it must be a thing. Yeah. You've never heard of like, no. Yeah. It's you get together with your friends and there's like, they have like pub trivia nights or bar trivia nights. Essentially yeah. what it is. Those are a lot of fun. I've never participated in one, but yeah, I know. what they Okay. Are. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. Now I know. And I would, I would definitely do it again. Uh, like I think we were like third after the first half, like the first round. Yeah. But uh, you know, we because we didn't do like full on twenty points for the last question, like we didn't place in the top three. But we still, have, still there a good was time. no chance of you winning. Yeah, we didn't have any chance of winning. The team in front of us got like nine out of the ten questions right, and the one they didn't get right was like their one point questions. Like whatever, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um. I think after that, that's when we kind of rolled out. And of course, it was raining, right? Uh, because uh, yeah, really quick on the weather, um, I think every single day it was sunny till maybe like three o'clock, and then it rained the rest of the day. Every, I think that's how it was every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, so that was. It was especially bad on Saturday. Yeah, of course, the day when we have the most expensive stuff. <laughs> um. But yeah, going back to Friday, uh, we did the anime pub quiz. Our plan for dinner that night was to order pizza to our hotel room. Um, and so I had set, you know, I like ordered ahead and had them deliver it uh, at 10 o'clock to our hotel room. And so I think we got out of the panel at about 930. Uh, maybe a little, to... maybe a little earlier than that. Yeah. I think it was like an eight to nine. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, because we anyway, had more time though. Um, <laughs> we uh, but it was it was like pouring rain, so we didn't want to you know walk back and get completely soaked. Um, so we were waiting for the TriMet, and apparently, one of the trains had broken down uh, just ahead of where we were, uh, just ahead of our station. So <laughs> we kind of had to wait there for like yeah, like half an hour. Um, since we had, you know, all of our stuff from the exhibitor hall and we didn't want to get it wet, uh, yeah. and ruined. So we had no choice but to wait. And so it pretty much turned into a race, um, between <laughs> us and our pizza, uh, who would get to the hotel room first. And luckily we <laughs> were able to beat it by a couple minutes. Um, 
Good timing. So yeah. Uh, so we we got that uh, dried off, and we decided to watch Redline, which is a very fun, uh, kind of like uh, actiony racing movie. Visual treat. Yeah, visual treat. Uh, if people haven't watched that, I think they should uh, go do that because it's a uh, it's really pretty and it's uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, like don't go in there expecting like a great story or anything, but it's oh, come it, on. it legitimately is like a great spectacle and a great achievement in animation. It is an yeah, achievement of animation. Serious style. Jeez. Um, <laughs> that <funny> ending. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, after we finished that, uh, we uh, tried to stay up for the C9 versus Fnatic series, but uh, they just got thoroughly trounced in the first game and we were like okay that's enough have things to do tomorrow <laughs> yeah and went to bed so rest in peace c9 they had a Thanks good year the semis yeah yeah um saturday we woke up kind of uh did the same thing woke up fairly early kind of get out of the uh hotel a little late went to a, a different place for breakfast called Citizen Baker, which is in... It's right, it was right it's next like, to the Denny's. Yeah, and it's also, like, underneath the hotel, so I don't think a lot and of like people realize that it's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was really good. Got a breakfast sandwich, and then... My sister and I usually go there, like, at least once every year. Yeah, I would definitely go there probably multiple times. It's pretty hipster. Yeah. It but it's Portland. Hipster. It's yeah. like a little cafe... You know, whatever. <laughs> of course, it's a bit hipster, hipstery. Um, yeah, good food, uh, and then you got a nice treat—a peanut butter pretzel chocolate bomb. Thing. I think is what it was. Bomb, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, I asked for them to cut it into quarters, uh, which so they did poorly. I mean, I don't know. It, it, I'd be very hard to cut whatever that. I mean, that was basically like a kind of a cookie at the bottom, right? With yeah. like the kind of a custard on top, the peanut butter and chocolate on top, and it, it was really good. But yeah, as soon as you cut that, it just falls apart. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was really good. So. Yeah, it was exceptionally rich, and I my sister was full, so I ate hers, and I kind of regretted it. No, <laughs> I think Phil got. I gave Phil the cookie part, and I just took like the top, like peanut butter part. That's well, probably yeah, too much. Fill the cookie part, and he decided to dip it into your top section. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and good then I ate with a fork. Yeah, good job. <laughs> it was it was good, but yeah, <laughs> once is good enough. Um. After that, we made it down to the convention center for the Anime Jeopardy selection, uh, which is. Just like a so every every Comoricon they do um, Anime Jeopardy and so and that's usually like at night and so earlier that day they have like uh, kind of like a test that you have to take to see if you can make it into the Jeopardy so it's fifteen questions I want to say yeah fifteen multiple choice questions um, fifteen multiple choice questions yeah and uh, you uh, you take that you submit it and then uh, you have to show up at the panel to find out if you made it. We will get into that later. Uh, but after that, I think I think we probably hit up the exhibitor hall again for a little bit, 
and then we decided to go to a AMV Battle Royale panel. Um, this is something that has been at uh, several conventions I've been to, just under different names. Iron Editor. Um, yeah, that's Soccer Cons. Yeah, he yeah. said what Anime Expos was, but it was like a slightly different one. It was yeah. like AMV Chef? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and so this was... Uh, something where they had three kind of like established AMV editors um, and they had two hours to make an AMV. And they had a theme, which was m- like magic and mayhem, magic and mayhem. So they had uh, six different anime that they could pull from plus what they called the secret sauce. And each contestant got a different secret sauce. Uh, one got pop team, uh, pop team, epic one got tech on Titan. Yeah. And the last and I- one, can't remember what the last one was. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like they he, didn't win. He didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh so yeah, then they kind of were let loose to kind of start editing and stuff, and while they were doing that, the uh kind of host of the panel, uh a guy named Vlad who runs a lot of the AMV stuff, who outbid Eric and I on some stuff in the charity auction. I curse his uh, name and I thank him at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had some games and showed us some AMVs and stuff. And so uh, Phil <laughs> got picked to go up and do one of these uh, these games where they had to uh, draw. They were like given a theme. I think it was like magic, magic. and mayhem. Yeah. Um, and so they had like a certain amount of time to kind of like draw on this big sheet of paper um, unfortunately for Phil, he got matched up with a little girl and then, uh, I was like a professional artist, <laughs> an art um, major, an art major. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Phil, he's a great, he's a great at talking. I think it's fair to say. <laughs> um, and so, uh, they had to like describe what they drew. And so he drew, um, a skateboard wizard, um, who was what fighting Trogdor the Burninator? Yeah, <laughs> and there was some adventure and all of that. I have his entire. I have, I videoed his entire screed, and I yeah. will figure out somehow, some way, how to. Po- I'll post that somewhere. Yeah, because put it on streamable or something like that. And share so it, fantastic. It was yeah, um, but of course, when you're up against a you know like seven or eight year old little girl, it's cosplay. Lose. It's like a magical girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said no chance. So, yeah, and he he was gracious about it, and it was like even saying that you know, pointing to the little girl <laughs> and telling everyone to vote for her. Um, so that was fun. At least he was better uh, than the art major. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, the art major had prettier art, but she just had no storytelling capabilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phil's art was mediocre at best. Man, could he mediocre? You give him too much credit. I do. That Trogdor looked pretty good. I'm just it's, gonna say it's sitting in his closet right now. <laughs> Did he? Did he draw an S? Like, that's all you need for Trogdor. Uh, it, it looked uh, like Trogdor. It could. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> um, did we ever get a picture yeah. of that? Like, just by itself? Uh, I don't I don't think we did. We can we can do that. As I said, it's sitting in his closet, like, 10 feet from yeah. me, so. Um, so, yeah, I think he got, what did he get for that? He got a pair of chopsticks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, nice pair of chopsticks. So good for him. He was winning stuff all weekend. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so a lot more games happened. It was a lot of fun. And then 
they uh the the editors finished their AMVs and we got to watch all of them and then uh, they had like a panel of judges who voted and the the winner was the the one we mentioned before Mr. Magical Man or whatever it was called <laughs> um which was uh an AMV that used like uh Magical Girl Ore yeah that's as, like, primarily basis yeah um with other kind of uh Stuff in it. it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I all three, of, all three of them were good. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I'm impressed by anything that any AMV that people make in two hours that's cohesive and doesn't look like someone just threw it together. Like they all look pretty solid. Yeah. Um. So good for them. Uh. I'm excited to see more. I'll probably go to the uh, Iron Editor and uh, Soccer Con. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> a lot of games in between, a lot of random videos, because Vlad is a crazy collection of like AMVs that just aren't accessible anywhere because he's been in the business so long. <laughs> <laughs> like when he likes to show um, his old ones that he made back in the day. Yeah. So I think at this point, I went back to the hotel room for some reason. Uh, I think you just wanted to rest up a bit. Yeah. Probably cramming for Jeopardy. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was crying for Jeopardy. Um, and you guys went to an interesting named panel. Um, so ever since I started going to KomoriCon, there's always been this panel that has caught my attention based on the name of anime that scarred me for life. But it's always overlapped with something else I wanted to go to more. So I never had a chance to go see what it was about. So this time, uh, Phil and my sister and I you know, we didn't have anything else going on at that time for once. So we went over to it and sat down. You know, it was a pretty full room. And uh, the guy running it was talking about how uh, the panel started off a few years ago where he would talk about, like, a lot of, like, his own experiences of, um, you know, Scarred for Life is probably strong, but basically, <laughs> like, anime that, really affected him uh, positively and negatively or just still like weird anime or seeing anime, certain anime, like before you were probably old enough that you should have been watching it. Like, um, I know one that came up a couple times was like, uh, oh, what's, uh, give me a second. Got to edit this out. No <laughs> one wants this. Uh, one that came up multiple times was Urotsu- Urotsuki Doji, Legend of the Overfiend. <laughs> of, like, kids. I'm like... Sorry. These- <laughs> Why would you be watching that? Um, because there's this thing called Blockbuster, or Hollywood Video. <laughs> Why the hell would they nobody- have Legend of the Overfiend? <laughs> where nobody knows what anything is. It's just animation, so it's probably for kids. You know, and like these twelve-year-olds watching. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm not going to describe <laughs> Legend of the Overfiend. I'm going to let you find that shit yourself. But if you know the name La Blue Girl, <laughs> to, uh, Legend of the Overfiend is Toshio Maeda's first work the creator of La Blue Girl. So for most of you who you know are, are my age, uh, who for whom. Uh, uh, your first hentai was La Blue Girl. Yeah, Lever- Legend of the Overfiend was his first work, and it's a little more messed up. 
Yeah, I've never seen it myself, but I think I'm good. I've never, I've never seen Overfiend. I've, I've read the manga though, and yeah, yeah. it's. it's been- I, I've heard and seen enough. Yeah, I think I'd at least I'd be prepared going in. Um, but it's stuff along those lines, you know, like some people mentioning stuff like uh, like Attack on Titan or, uh, oh shoot, uh, like some of like just character deaths, like from Little Alchemist, people talking, you know, about or uh, just you know. Like, a lot of common stuff, some kind of weird ones that are strange, but uh, all three of us, we kind of uh, each try to think of something that we could share, and I decided to share a ringing bell, which didn't scar me, but it, it baffles me. I didn't want to spoil anything on it. If you haven't seen Ringing Bell, it's on Crunchyroll. It's a uh, 70s, it's a movie from the 70s, it's like 45 minutes long. And it actually even has a dub on Crunchyroll from back then. And it's about a sheep who uh, one night his mom gets killed by a wolf. And then he goes after the wolf out of revenge. And then he eventually ends up becoming the wolf's apprentice. And then... The ending happens, which I won't spoil because I think everyone should give Ringing Bell a try. And when I asked, uh, has anyone ever seen or heard of it? I think like two other people raised their hands and one of them even came up later and talked about their experience with Ringing Bell. And if, uh, <laughs> so that was what I talked about. Oh, I guess I didn't describe. Uh, I got off track a bit. So what the panel was, was it was an audience participation where basically one uh, people from the audience would come up to the microphone and talk about some experience that they had with an anime that affected them, as I said, positively or negatively or whatever. Um, so, you know, pretty easy panel, I guess, for the guy running it ultimately. But it was a good panel. It was a, it was a fun conversation that, you know, I guess people who like that kind of stuff will take notes on what anime to either watch or avoid. So uh, after talk about that, hmm? oh no no go ahead. You, um, you guys you guys you talked about ringing bell and then the other the other two I assume uh, talked about stuff as well. Yeah, Phil talked about uh, he he kind of oh because it, this was an all ages panel, so he didn't mm. want people going. So he wanted people to if they're going to talk about something like more explicit to be like creative or be super vague or use innuendo or something, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Phil brought up Elfin Lead, but it was the scene with the dog. <laughs> okay. If you know what I that is. No, I've never seen Elfin Lead. It's like, I think it's like a little past halfway in the anime. If you like dogs, don't, don't watch that. Uh, <laughs> JoJo's was brought up as well in regards to uh, the way dogs tend to die in that anime. Um, and then my sister was the last person who went up there and she brought up the, uh, talked a little bit about Made in Abyss, where after we binge watched the entire series of one night, uh, she wanted to know what happens. So she went online and through, uh, certain magic powers, uh, <laughs> came across, you know, she, she kept, she kind of picked up the manga where the anime left off. And she kind of hinted at some of the things to come and how like, ah. if you thought the ending was rough. No, don't yes. tell me that. I want to watch the next season. Now I'm kind of hesitant. That's, all I, that's what she 
brought up, but I don't know. What she brought up I found kind of like half funny and half disturbing. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. <laughs> it didn't dissuade me from consuming more of it, but she is, she felt like she she felt compelled to bring it up because she wanted to bring up something. But anyway, after that, we met up with Logan. Oh, hold on, wait. Did anyone? But, I mean, it was an it was an all ages panel. Did anyone innuendo or dance around uh, henching or emergence or what does Faku call it? Metaphor metamorphosis. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what I would have brought up. <laughs> I, I think that is probably like the single, uh, yeah, that is, that is a, that is an exceptionally difficult read. Mm. Don't look it up. Yeah. Or, or if you one. do, don't read that last chapter, leave it alone. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. stay far away. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but, but yes, after that, uh, you guys met up with me for Anime Jeopardy, uh, um, which, uh, to my surprise, I was picked, as was uh, Eric and his sister, to participate. Unfortunately for me, I had to go up against what seemed like two powerhouses, a former champion and then a guy who seemed to know everything. <laughs> um, so I got absolutely demolished um and i missed a question about um uh i'm blanking on the name monthly now too. girls yeah monthly girls ozaki kun uh for shame me for shame but i did answer correctly a question about um kamakura girls high school cycling club which made me very happy, and I consider that a win you also right. got the first question so you were winning he, uh, at one point, I was in the lead. Yes, it was very shortly, <laughs> um, but it was it was fun. Uh, I think I got what five five bucks. Yeah, in, uh, for, for participating in or for Kamori being picked. cash. Yep, um, which was a, a cool little thing that they did at the convention. Do you want to talk about the guys running the panel really quick? Uh, yeah, I will mention them. Okay, um, go ahead and uh, oh, regale us with your. Um, your battle <laughs> so in the in the second round uh my sister was the first one who was called up to there it's like okay cool she's going in and at this point like because i did i've done it the last two years and i haven't not done well because my ability to recall something in a pressure situation in a short amount of time uh has not been great in the past um also uh, this year's questions seemed like they were geared to be a lot easier than past years. I still remember the first Komori Con I went to with Anime Jeopardy, and there was a game where probably out of the, what is it, 25 uh, questions and answers, maybe only like five of them were even attempted to be answered by the guys who got picked. <laughs> so they definitely tweaked the difficulty of their questions. Um, maybe too much... Uh, but anyway, I got picked as well. So it was my sister and me in the same group, as well as uh, another girl. And uh, let's just say it's not really fair for my sister to be in the same group as me. Because we've basically seen like very similar anime. And if there's something that I haven't seen, 
she usually hasn't seen it either. So she doesn't really get many advantages on me. And then the other girl, uh, like she did pretty well, but she also answered a couple wrong. But eventually I ended up just destroying both of them. I think I had $3,400 and I want to say that the other girl maybe had like a thousand. It was a pretty, pretty easy uh, group for me, even though the categories were not easy. Uh, there was a OPED category, which I'm pretty sure an average anime fan would have destroyed that category. But um, it's one of situations where there were OPs and EDs for popular shows that I haven't seen, so I wouldn't know what the OPs sound like. Like, I want to say the $100 one was, like, My Hero Academia, and there was, like, uh, Sailor Moon Crystal... And like another like shonen one, it's, it's like, like either, I just, either One Piece or Naruto, and then there was a, a No Game No Life like, one. No, I just don't. I don't know what these anime. I love <laughs> OPs and EDs, but I guess not like the most mainstream ones. You don't love them enough. And it was another category, which was like the Dragon Ball vegetables thing, <laughs> where uh, what they did was they had a picture of like a vegetable with one of the Dragon Ball hair, a character's hair on it, right? Yeah, but. I've never seen Dragon Ball. My sister's never seen Dragon Ball. The other girl never saw Dragon Ball. So I got a couple right, but that's just because like I've been in the fandom and I've heard some names and I connected Mm -hmm. a couple names to certain vegetables. So I kind of guessed them right. Man. So yeah, I like to to paint a picture. Like the the $100 question was a carrot with Super Saiyan hair on it, (laughs) uh, which is Kakarot or Goku in Dragon Ball. Uh, There was a a cabbage with uh, a mustache on it or something, or maybe it wasn't a mustache. I forget exactly. Whatever his hair is. Yeah. But it was Nappa. Nappa was that that one. Uh, Raditz was a radish with, you know. Uh, a different hairstyle on it that kind of the stuff. other one i got was like uh, the broccoli and oh, yeah. one of the hosts because they saw that we were struggling with this category um uh it's like well what does it does the sound like so in my head i was just think bro bro bra broly and that's what i guessed and it was right was like <laughs> i don't know i just don't even know what he looks like you know but I've heard enough anime stuff. Uh, also, for the second year in a row, I got TL Keijo into a mic because last year in Anime Jeopardy, I also got the Keijo question. So, you know, good there. Nice. And one of the panelists threw a Reese's at me because I knew what Initial D was. I've never seen Initial D. But I know what Initial D is. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, it was like a sports category, and I don't remember what the other categories... Oh, there was a... No, it was sports. It was the vegetables. It was the OPED. There was the spoiler category, <laughs> which was super easy um, because it was like, um, what kind of adventures does, like, JoJo go on kind of question... And like yeah. one was like Bizarre. the One Piece, yeah, it was like kind of a joke category. And then oh yeah, yeah. And the last one is catchphrases, where one of them was uh, one hell of a butler, 
<laughs> and so of course, of course Ooh. I knew what that was because how could I not after the soccer con two years ago? I almost didn't answer that one. Yeah, you shouldn't have. Yeah, at that point I wasn't sure I was going to win. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I managed to win that one. Um, and then the the third group was... <laughs> oh, gosh. They, they struggled. They struggled pretty mightily. And I think the winner of that one only won with like... A thousand. Yeah, a thousand dollars. Two of them were below zero? Yeah. Like past the halfway negative. point. Yeah. It was um, rough. That was a hard group of questions, I thought. So... So the uh, yeah the final Jeopardy, uh, the way they do it is uh, the three winners have to like it's it's one question and you have to you know I think just like Jeopardy yeah it's just final Jeopardy your money yeah, yeah. we and all so, got how much uh, we ended with to wager with yeah uh, so I think both you you like you had thirty I had thirty four uh, my I call my rival E Frame because I even remember him from the first Komori Con I'm pretty sure he's been at every. He's participated every year that I've been there. <laughs> so he had 3,500, I had 3,400, and then the third guy had 1,000. So because of the nature of betting, if you have any intelligence whatsoever, that third place guy should never have a chance to win when you're down by that much. Yeah. You know? Um, but the category was uh, like, like, like uh, it was like a trip to Japan kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, where the answer was, uh, uh, like last this year, like for was it Universal? Yeah, I think it was Universal Studios in Japan. Yeah, like yeah. they had like two anime themed um, events or rides or whatever from animes from the nineties. You have to basically name one of two that they had. Uh, first thing that came out was Evangelion, so you know I write that down, and uh, um. The guy in last in last went first, and he he said Evangelion, which was correct, and mm-hmm. so he got a little bit closer. <laughs> you know, he wagered all yeah. thousand of his dollars, but you know, it's, he only goes so far as he should. I wagered one thousand, then I guessed Evangelion, so it put me at forty four hundred, and then Ephraim he guessed uh, Dragon Ball, and wagered mm-hmm. fifty dollars, which means I won. Yeah, yeah the other answer was so. uh, Sailor Moon. Um, yeah, so I think those were, yeah. You know, so congratulations, Eric! Yep. You are the 2018 Komori Con yes. Anime Jeopardy champion. <laughs> Crap, I, was, man. I was, I was like so uh, negative heading in. Wait, <laughs> like I don't know if yeah. I want to do this. The category was anime that came out in the 90s. No, no, no it was. Uh, it was the, the question was in Universal Studios Japan. Oh, which. Of the which of these two properties name one of uh, two had an exhibit or uh, yeah a ride yeah um, a feature in 2018 and yeah. so the the two possible answers were Sailor Moon or Evangelion got it and he gets Dragon yeah. Ball which you know it's a good guess that's a good guess because <laughs> 90s anime is basically like only three answers anyway apparently uh, Dragon apparently. Dragon Ball came out in the 80s well. Yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> that's Dragon why I asked. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm not sure Z came out. Z. I'm not sure Z started in the '90s. It might have. Probably did. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. Maybe. Um, but 
Yeah, I wanted to shout out the the people who put on Anime Jeopardy because they were really cool. Um, they are called Annie Bros Creative, um, and you can find them on Twitter at Annie Bros Creative. And then they have a like a whole slew of different kinds of podcasts that sound pretty interesting. Yeah, and I think fun. three or four podcasts they do. Yeah. Um, so definitely go give them a look and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate the, the work that they put into anime jeopardy cause it's a lot of fun. It's probably the panel I had the most fun with for sure. Uh, this, uh, this year and I look forward to, uh, getting back and finding Eric for that title next year. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, another thing of note too is, uh, they've also come a long way, um, technically since, like four years ago, they uh the guy they have who programmed their whole Jeopardy pro- game is he did a great job. <laughs> like yeah, it's they have like all the sound effects and the fonts and uh, everything largely ran really smoothly. They had like two minor hiccups that didn't really cause much issue. Yeah, but like we all had buzzers, and basically like they like can uh. Like the gut when they actually done ask, asking the question, okay, giving the answer, uh, the host <laughs> will push a button, and then it's the next first person to push their button after that gets the answer, and it's all electronic, so there's no like fudging hand raising or you yeah, know yeah, it's whatever. Like, it's, if you've seen Fastest Finger first, or if you've seen Jeopardy, yeah, you know it's pretty crisp, it's, and there's yeah. no really room for uh, disputing who got it first so yeah yeah they've got colors and everything yeah. it's really it's really well done yeah it's, it's really well impressive <laughs> it's uh, far better that. than the attempt at jeopardy that we had on this podcast <laughs> way back in the day yeah no, please don't go back and listen to that episode if you're i do want to do i want to do jeopardy again at some point <laughs> but I'll have, to, I'll have to figure it out maybe not call it jeopardy um but yeah any bros they were great and uh Thank you for the wonderful uh, KomoriCon dollars, Komori bucks or whatever they were called. Yeah. Because uh, um, Eric got some good stuff. So for getting first place, I got I got 20? You got 30. I got 30. I got 30 Komori bucks. And then I also had five just for participating uh, in that first round. So I had 35 total. Uh, I also got we also got a couple of prizes from uh, Soul Press. Uh, a couple of uh, we could basically mm, have to yes. pick from. There's like a couple of novels and uh, several uh, games, um, visual, novels visual novels that yeah. I will probably actually play because I got a couple of interesting. Yeah, they look interesting. Yeah, they're uh, the Jeopardy was uh, sponsored by Soul Press, mm-hmm. so, they, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we went but, to the prizes, yeah. and apparently. 30 Komori bucks is a lot. Um, their biggest prize there that you can pay for was 25 Komori bucks. And we're talking like $150 figures. Yeah, $200 figures. And I was basically tossing up between an Anaplex plus um, Saber in a Kimono or uh, the Hobby Japan Astolfo. And wait, wait, wait. They were, before let's, let's build up the suspense. Cause if, if Andrew's listening to this, he's probably saying you better have gotten the saber in the kimono. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really torn between the two. Um, the saber 
looks really nice. And again, this is like an Aniplex Plus and a Hobby Japan figure. And if you haven't purchased one of those two, I don't know if you realize like how high end those are. I went back and looked up later, and yeah, they're like $150, $170 figures. Um, and man, I I think I struggled with that decision all the way to the end, but <laughs> eventually I settled on the saber because I have a prize figure Stolfo, I have a Stolfo in the casual clothes, and I have an Anaplex Plus Stolfo coming like in the next year. Who knows? Figured release dates are long um so yeah. i just went to the saber and i pretty happy about that and so you must have had 25 kimori bucks no i think i had 35 because we had 40 did you oh uh, maybe because yeah maybe it was yeah we had 35 saber was only 20 yeah we had 35 combined uh logan okay. pitched his five in and then with the 15 remaining we picked up a uh uh, Miku Racing 2016 Enderoid with the car, and I'm pretty excited to pull out of the box when the time comes and yeah. take the car and put other Enderoids in it. <laughs> that's what you do with Enderoids; you mix and match them. Uh, so that was, you know, that's that's like two hundred and thirty dollars worth of merchandise that I didn't pay a dollar for. There's also <laughs> figures that I wasn't planning on buying any. And I didn't really prepare any room to bring them back with me. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Logan had extra space. So that was an issue yeah. later. But Always have room for figures. Let <laughs> me tell you how much I don't uh, need more figures. Logan can answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got many a Detolf yet to be built yes. sitting in our living room right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So had fun with that. Um Picking through those uh those prizes was pretty cool. Seeing everything, I think the uh, the most expensive thing they had was like a bride. It was like a bride saber. Was it a bride saber? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was another saber. Okay, that was twenty five uh, Kamori bucks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then they had an Otago. Yeah, uh, I almost I almost picked Otago too, but it's like, ah, oh, you could have pawned Pucka Pond. I could have pawned Pucka Pond. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I could have added her to my uh, my fleet that I hope to build of all my Conkole figures. But um, no, I I opted for opted for the saber. Yeah, it's a it's a really pretty saber. So I, I there was I no wrong decision wrong. between the no, three of them. No, there really wasn't. And my sister uh, got herself a uh, like a Levi wall scroll. So with her five bucks, yeah. it's all good. Um, Phil didn't get uh, so we got to make fun of Phil too because he was the only one out of us four <laughs> who didn't get on. You know they only had nine participants and we had a third of them, so I think we did pretty well representing Anime Arcade. Yeah, and again, I was shocked I made it. <laughs> well done, guys. Because I don't, I don't think, I don't view myself as a uh, a wealth of anime knowledge necessarily. Well, well done. I have my niches. Well done, guys, yeah. and Cubay sister. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, it was pouring rain, so that was fun. Yeah, uh, trying to figure out how to get <sighs> our figures back. That's probably the heaviest it rained while we were there. It was like that window, yeah, it was like a downpour. Um, but we protected them as best we could and ran to a uh little uh burger place called Burgerville just up the street to get some dinner. Uh, I wasn't very impressed, 
<laughs> with uh I had I had a bad experience, I think. Um very kind of unprofessional people working there, but you know, it is what it is. Step up uh, step up your through. game, Burgerville. <laughs> yeah, the guy manning the cash register answered his phone was talking to his friend while I was just standing there <laughs> waiting. Um so that was that. And then I think, yeah, we just went back. And I think you guy, you and Phil played some Weiss Schwartz. Yeah, I don't remember what night was that exactly. I might have been Saturday night. Or... I, yeah, I think it yeah, was. Maybe. Uh, I think that was the only night it could have been. I guess maybe Thursday. No, because we watched the movie Thursday. So yeah, yeah, it had to be Saturday. had to be. Um, and then uh, went to bed and got up for the last day of the con. Woo! Um, I think we went in and, uh, you made your final purchases, your final poster purchases at the, uh, the exhibitor hall. Yeah. You got your commission. Uh, Okita. Uh, the, uh, I picked up my, my old man, Joseph Joestar plushie. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. Thinking on my door. Signal is <laughs> mine. Um, and then we uh, went to the silent auction and tried to uh, secure ourselves some cool stuff. Um, was not to be, unfortunately, as uh, we'd left with 10 minutes before the bidding closed and uh, went to a panel called 12 Years of Award-Winning Comoricon AMVs, which was cool to see uh, all these winners from like the distant past. Mm-hmm. It's really weird seeing like a 2006 AMV. <laughs> it's so different. Um, it's so different. Just everything, pacing, uh, quality, um, show selection, stuff like that. Um, so that was fun. That was just kind of a place to kind of sit down and relax for a bit. Uh, we went back to see how our bids did in the silent auction. <laughs> and we were vastly outbid in every uh, case. Blessing in disguise. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Eric bid on a like a, a cell of Rin and Saber from uh, uh, the Unlimited Blade Works movie. No, it was uh, I think it was Dean Fates Day Night. Oh, was it Dean? Yeah, Fates it was Day Dean Night? Fates okay. Day Night. But it was like signed gotcha. by like all the voice actors. Yeah, uh, um, who were in it? I bid on a Fate Zero like uh, Excalibur print that was Saber. Yeah, with her Excalibur, and it was signed by all of the English cast, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, I think it went for twice what I was willing to pay for it. So uh, I bid. I think my last bid was two twenty five mm-hmm. on mine, and ended up going for three hundred. So yeah, great for charity. Yeah. Good great job, guys. Um. So with our disappointment, we uh, went to a, a kind of a fun panel called Ninja Weapons of Death with Samurai <laughs> oh. Dan. <laughs> might be the most enjoyable thing you did yeah samurai dan was a real treat gosh she's fantastic yeah uh if he's he ever like comes a, back a t- yeah a super tall balding guy six seven he said yeah uh who's like a like uh, a martial arts instructor and has like you know vast knowledge of all these different weapons and stuff so it was fun getting the, the history on some um some uh Ninja tools, ninja tools, and how they became ninja tools and stuff like that. Yeah, you kind of described the first what how people like perceive them to be used, 
And then he discusses like how they're actually used and how the way that they're portrayed in movies and stuff is actually kind of stupid and not accurate. It wouldn't yeah. work. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I forget what the, the first thing, the uh, like the, the sigh tip, the sigh. Is that what it was called? I think so. Uh, the the rice planting tool. Yeah, the rice planting tool. <laughs> um, it sounds like a real pain. <laughs> One grain at a time. Oh, man. You had nothing else uh, better to do. There's no anime back then. Exactly. And uh, oh, let's not forget, you also had to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was either do that or don't eat. Yeah. He also had a lot of like stories from his, uh, a lot of personal stories. And he's apparently been fascinated with weapons since he was a child. <laughs> uh, I mean, what kid isn't? Especially yeah. like with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we mentioned earlier. Which she brought yeah. up because, like, Sai is, like, one of the turtle's weapons. Yeah, Raphael. And, yeah, Raphael. Yeah, yeah Raphael. So it was his favorite yeah. one, right? Uh, no, the nun... Oh, Michelangelo! Uh, like, they're, they're all, like... They're Michelangelo all, like, ninja... is the best. He's my favorite. <laughs> Nunchucks are a shit weapon, but he's he's the best. Yeah, so the Nunchucks <sighs> were uh, Samurai Dan's favorite weapon what? Uh, that he showed us. Um but yeah, I think Raphael he went on. The, he went on about the nunchucks for like a good like twenty minutes. Yeah, he was like <laughs> his time management was not great. No. but um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, from there, we uh, decided to go hit up the or like the live charity auction, um, which uh, was kind of uh, emceed by. Uh, Kieran Strange, guest of honor. Kieran Strange. Uh, he's been uh, kind of like an MC for KomoriCon like every year that I've been there. Yeah. A, re- a recurring guest. They're in a band, I think, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of energy. Um and uh. Yeah, had some had some fun bidding on some stuff. Uh, we ended up winning some stuff. Probably spending more money than we uh, thought we would. But I spent less know, than three hundred dollars. That's for That's sure. True. So it's still true. cheaper than if I won that face tonight thing. So <laughs> um, I want you to go ahead and share what you got. Uh, so I got a like a kind of like a postcard, uh, like a Fate Zero postcard signed by like all the servants. All the voice actor for the servants. I got a uh, because of my experience with Trigger earlier in the week. I bid on a uh, a it was a Space Lulico a Space Patrol Lulico art book. Uh, neat little size, but like looks like a lot of fun artwork. I'll have to watch the show. I know it's kind of weird bidding on something like that for a show I haven't seen. But yeah. it was signed by Trigger, and like I said, I kind of just love my experience this weekend involving Trigger. So I wanted some memorabilia of theirs. So that was a nice one to pick up. And then I got a uh, a uh, little pic- a picture of uh, Spike Spiegel and Stephen Bloom dressed as Spike Spiegel, signed by Stephen <laughs> Bloom that says, like, see you, Space Cowboy. And, uh, yeah, that's going to get put in a frame. Nice. I love that. Um, was that it? That was all I had. Okay. And then I... 
<laughs> got into a little bit of a <laughs> I wasn't really interested in much of anything. There was a, a your name uh like a little postcard that was signed by the English cast that uh I thought about bidding for, but it got higher than I was willing to spend. Um because I'd seen that postcard. That was in the silent auction. The silent auction, but no one bid for it, I guess, because it was a little damaged and stuff like that. Um but as soon as I heard the word sword art online, I like sat up a little straighter, perked up a little <laughs> bit. Um, and it was a like a uh, promotional poster for the uh, Ordinal Scale movie that was signed by uh, pretty much all of the English voice cast except for... Michelle Ruff wasn't on there. Yeah. Um, who voices Sinon, right? Yeah. So who cares, right? Huh. Um, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. That's character. <laughs> Michelle Ruff's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can't um, say about the English voice actor, but... Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I got into kind of a, <laughs> a bidding war with this uh, couple in the front row. Uh, but I decided that that was going to be like the one thing I actually spent money on right. this convention because I had been pretty frugal for the most point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I ended up spending 170 on it. But Sounds about right. Hey, for charity. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Because we knew we had to leave early. I feel a little bad about this. Uh, uh, Sam Rydan showed up with a bunch of these, uh, what are they called? Okens. Okens, which are these wooden swords. For practicing. That they um, had, yeah, for practicing, that they had put in the uh, green room for all of the like special guests and everything over the weekend and had every single special guest that attended uh, sign it. So... Um, he had four of those, and uh, he auctioned one off a little earlier, and then we knew that we had to leave uh, because some of us wanted to go to the uh, AMV contest results, which we've already gone over. But um, So <laughs> there's this one girl who, you know, throughout the uh, the process or throughout the, you know, the auction had been bidding on stuff, but she only had $70 in cash on her. And so I felt really bad about this, but the sword was at 70 bucks, but I knew I wanted one and I had to leave. So I outbid her. <laughs> it was at $70. Uh, I took up the 75 and I felt really bad about that. So I bid again on myself and brought it up to 80. Which that in itself was worth it with uh, Samurai Dan's response to you bidding against yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, we have this cool wooden sword now that we're going to hang above our TV in the living yeah, room. Yeah, Logan and I split the cost of it so i he was starting bidding on those like 10 bucks too and there's like a couple of kids in like near the front oh, and, like, yeah. and they bid like 20 bucks but like that's all they had because they're kids they don't have like a lot of money so maybe hopefully they got something <laughs> i doubt it i doubt it too um but yeah so we got we got our stuff uh and uh decided to head out uh went and got the amv contest results um and then closing ceremonies were supposed to start but for some reason they were taking forever uh so i decided since i had a you know good sized wooden sword and <laughs> all this stuff i would uh go ahead and head back to the hotel and drop that stuff off uh before we headed out to dinner so i didn't have to carry it around <laughs> so yeah i did that and you guys stuck around so we for stuck around ceremonies and it was obviously technical issues. Um, because Comorcon's like in my experience, like 
they're pretty good about all this stuff. But they're clearly having some technical issues. So, like, the AMV contest ended. It ran a little overtime. Like, I was expecting the, the uh, to end, like, 15 minutes early. But they had all those extra categories they had in there. So, like, okay. And then, so, like, closing ceremonies start at 4.30. And it was 4.45. And the contest ended. So, I was like, okay, it's supposed to go 4.30 to 6, whatever. And so, Phil, uh, not Phil, uh, Logan left. And so we're waiting there and they played like a couple of like, you know, anime music, whatever, uh, they like Pokemon theme that everyone was singing, just kind of like waiting for the ceremony to start. And, um, you know, they started putting up like some random AMVs up on the screen as <laughs> just trying to tr- kill some time. And it was probably like close to, I think it was after 5.30 by the time they actually, uh, Kieran came up on the stage to kind of get it started. And where they would usually, um, you know, introduce some of the guests for, you know, before they leave. Um, well, they've all left already because they had planes to catch. <laughs> um, so in a way, it was kind of an abbreviated closing ceremony, but it was still really good. Like they still, I like, they, they go through all the winners of the contests and games and um, cosplay and all that stuff. And uh, what I like about what they do is they actually have like the pictures of stuff of the winners and um, hopefully we'll get like video someday of the actual skits. Like I remember the, uh, the cosplay skit that won like the fan vote was called uh, like all might and the seven dwarves or something like that. But I don't know what that skit's about. But I'd be curious to see what it was. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it was like 6.30 by the time we finished up there. And they opened up registration for next year's Komori Con. 30 bucks if you register one year ahead of time. So uh, Phil and my sister ran over and got registered. I held off because I'm kind of tired of paying and then getting a press pass. So I'm probably just going to angle for just getting a press pass next year. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, that was both both conventions this year. Tired of paying for stuff you don't need. Yeah. Uh, but a couple things that came out of the closing ceremony. Uh, they broke 9,000 attendees for the first time. Nice. They were like 8,500 the year before and like 7,500 the year before that. So growing convention that's been around for like almost 20 years, I want to say just kind of slowly building and building and building. And they have a lot of room to grow in that convention center, uh, especially once they get the renovations done and they're going to place all the carpets oh, yeah. and everything. It's I'm looking That's forward to getting the next yeah. year. Yeah. We didn't really touch on it, but the convention center was under a pretty substantial remodel. Yeah. Um, it blocked a lot of regional lot routes. Of the, yeah. A lot of uh, the uh, easy access doors uh, at the like, over by the where the train station or the uh the tram is were closed and uh like yeah a big wing of the convention center was uh blocked off mm-hmm. so uh was uh definitely interesting to get around but not too bad in the end i don't know if you heard logan but next year komori is going to be like uh mid-november oh really yeah like 15th or 15th ish somewhere on there that weekend interesting yeah 
Okay. So even later in the year, anime convention. But, I always thought they were just centered around kind of like Halloween. Uh, I think the first year I went, it was like around Labor Day. And then when they went to the convention center, they got Halloween weekend last two years. And then now it's like Veterans Day after <laughs> that. But hmm. Still looking forward okay. to it. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, so, let's see. We, yeah. I messaged uh, Logan that we're heading out. Uh, we're going to meet a uh, Red Robin. Which has been kind of a... Is now our traditional final day dinner. Yep. Um, did that last year, did that this year. Right, it's the Samurai Dan again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Found out that he knows someone in Eugene. So we were able to talk yeah. a tiny bit while he was like picking up his order. Looks like, yeah, um, they were. It was. It's funny seeing like restaurants who are close to a convention center at like the end of a convention center, or like at the end of a convention, because they were out of a lot of stuff. Uh, um, All right, um, and uh, they were pretty busy as well. So we ended up getting part of our bill paid for which was nice because uh they were having a lot of problems yeah but it's like our, our drinks and desserts like basically we end up paying for it all so yeah and thanks phil for picking up the tab yeah thank you phil um so yeah after that we went back to the hotel room and uh decided to celebrate the end of the convention with some mario party uh i brought my switch we hooked it up to the tv and uh had a lot of fun going through the various modes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was enjoyable. Um, I think Phil won. Yeah, Phil the the main game. Yeah, Phil won the main game, fifteen turn. Even though I got to like an early lead so fast. Yeah, I I was shocked. I was even close. I was having such a bad game. <laughs> um, and then there was like this river mode that we did. Uh, which was a lot of fun, where it's like kind of like Co-op. a cooperative thing. Yeah, I dug that. Uh, and then there's like a a a rhythm mode, idle mode, idle mode. Yeah, uh, which was a lot of fun as well. So, and then like one of the batteries died. On one of the oh yeah. yeah, we were yeah. I think we were doing something else. Yeah, one of the batteries died, and it's probably still sitting there, ready for us to pick it back. Probably. <laughs> um, but. Since that happened, we decided to just throw on some uh, Hitalia Season 2 and uh, introduce our good Polish friend Phil to Poland in that anime so that he can see uh, what his heritage has amounted to. <laughs> I think they nailed and, uh, it. It's on his reaction. not disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he even changed um, his uh, avatar on Discord to Poland. So He did, yeah. A lot of fun was had <laughs> at his expense. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, and then I think I just passed out at some you point. passed out at some point. And yeah, we could hear on a little bit longer, but uh, not too much longer. And then uh, woke up on uh, Monday morning, cleaned up the room a little bit. Um, got back to uh, the train station. Without incidents, I was really worried. Without that, incidents, I was time, really yeah. worried. Uh, one thing first, though, when we're walking out to the the uh, tri-met, there's like a bunch of police officers around. 
Oh yeah. And I'm walking around with this wooden sword. <laughs> you know, <and> I'm, <laughs> like I'm not dressed up for anything. But uh yeah. You know, I was just trying to look as casual as possible to not draw any attention <laughs> to myself. Yeah. I think they would have been fine, uh, but it's it's hard not to be self-conscious about that thing when you're not used to it. Yeah. I was more self-conscious the uh, on Saturday night when we had the figures and it was raining because I had oh. a Miku figure under my jacket. Yeah. So I, you know, it probably looked like I had some bomb or something on me. Yeah. When I hopped on it's the tripod. square package underneath this guy's jacket. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we ended up taking a bus home instead of a train, uh, which pretty much took the same amount of time, just slightly less comfortable. Yeah. But it was and more then, convenient uh, time. Than the train. Yeah. That's the only reason we yeah. did it. <laughs> and then uh, we crammed into <laughs> one of the tiniest Ubers I've ever seen. Uh, um, I I had the fortune of sitting in the front seat where it was slightly less cramped. But yeah, the three of you were like wedged in. Yeah, as I'll be honest. Possible. None of us had our seatbelts on because we had zero yeah. hope of reaching our seatbelts. Yeah. We figured yeah. if we were in a crash... We were wedged so tight that we weren't going anywhere. <laughs> um, and apparently Uber, just like within the past few weeks, yeah. uh, started up in Eugene. Yeah, so if this was like was a month ago, the Uber wouldn't have been an option. We'd have to take a cab. Which probably would have been just as uncomfortable and probably more expensive. Yeah. Uh, and it was like a nice but, yeah. mom who was the driver, who was doing it as like a part-time thing. So it was like, that's cool. She she wanted to take a selfie with all of us in their car because like she <laughs> never she didn't think she could fit that many people in her car with that much yeah. stuff. And she should not ever do that again. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, that was our convention. It was a lot of fun. I'm uh, definitely looking forward to going back next year. Indeed. Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, I just, I just keep looking forward to the way KomoriCon grows again. Yeah. Like, like the first year I went there was like 6,000 and it's gone. It's up to 9,000 now, uh, with all the renovations to the convention center, you know, who knows maybe like what kind of other rooms or access we might reach because it's a big convention center and they only touch on like less than half of it as is. So, yeah. um, I'd be really curious to see kind of what they do with that. There's um, there's something to be said for like uh, smaller cons, especially in places where they don't normally have conventions. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have one yeah, near you, I'd I'd recommend checking it out. For sure, yeah. Support your local con for sure. Especially um, since like they've like Trigger has now been there three years in a row. Um, it's like for whatever reason Trigger loves coming to Portland. You know, I. You know, I can't blame them. Portland's an interesting city <laughs> to visit. Uh, I'll leave it there. Um, yeah. And it's like the first year my sister and I went, they had f- like four English voice actors and like two bands. And that was all of their guests. And now it's like a massive list. And it's really awesome to see a convention grow this much in such a short amount of time. So yeah. especially one that's been around as long as KomoriCon has. Which I think had its first convention in like 2003 in Springfield, Logan, with less than a okay. thousand attendants. 
And then they went to Portland after that and eventually went to Vancouver and now they're back in Portland. So kind of bouncing around a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I love Komori Khan. Uh, my sister loves Komori Khan. Uh, so it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Indeed. Well, I think that's going to do it for our recap of KomoriCon 2018. Uh, thank you all for... Thank you to everyone who, uh, you know, put on that uh, that convention. All, all the panels we went to. It was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we definitely look forward to going back next year. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us and let us know about your convention experience if you were at KomoriCon or let us know of other cool conventions that we could possibly attend in the future you can get a hold of us on twitter at anime underscore arcade we are on facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade our instagram is the underscore anime underscore arcade our website is animearcade.net um and our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com hit us up on any of those we can get you an invite to our discord where we have a lot of fun um, I saw you guys did two episodes of the Steins Gate uh, watch along. Yeah, last yeah. Weekend. So we uh, we only have eight episodes left. So now, uh, well, this coming Saturday it'll be it'll it'll be in your past listener, but we'll have watched the yes. next four, and then we'll watch the last four, and then we'll be on to a new show. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll have to think about voting real soon. quick too before we get off. Uh, apologies, it has been really busy right around midterms at uh, school i have not posted uh our cutest character oh no I yeah about that. so uh, well that will know. be going up if you're at the end of this episode that will be going up the same day as this so go check it out <laughs> yeah yeah go uh remember all those awesome characters from summer the, season uh summer <laughs> season <laughs> <laughs> we're only really really late. um yeah you know, and we were so on top of it for so long, and then life just hit. Life hits you fast. Mm. Um, yeah, so hopefully, if things go correctly or go according to plan, we'll probably have our first impressions next week. Um, more like mid-season impressions at this point. Yeah, but, you know, you oh, we're even gonna have the schedule around uh, because I have a wedding to go to next week. Okay, well, we will figure out away. Um, and, uh, yeah, who knows what's happening anymore. We'll have reviews at some point, that's for sure. But uh, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Awesome, totally super cool skateboard wizard versus Trogdor the Burdenator. <laughs> Featuring KJO Season 2 is True Magic. Um, so here we have, you can see the skateboard wizard. He developed his powers as a young child. He was hit in the head with the enchanted skateboard, written by uh, the previous cool, super cool, awesome skateboard wizard who 
was tragically defeated by Trigor and Burnator, who was rampaging through the town, burning all the thatched cottages. And so the new skateboarder was there, took up the mantle, he trained years upon years upon a magical pathway where he learned all the cool skateboard tricks <laughs> and, uh, and magical stuff. Well, we'll do it. We'll get to go around the shirt. I just so you can. Oh, actually, yeah, you're here. Warm the points. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad enough. So here, so the uh, skateboard was. You can see he's uh, you know, he's also kind of a wordsmith. He's got a, uh, you know. Twenty seconds. All right. He, he's, he sees what's happening here. He's got the king over there saying, "I will reward whoever saves my kingdom," probably by marrying Moxa's daughter or something. You know. Uh, here he's casting his best spell, you know, you gotta start the incantation. No point in dragging this fight out. Expecto Puntronum. Five seconds. And there it is, and he's most likely gonna win, and then here's some cheering masses. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna be a 26 million manga, because it sure sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs>